Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Kick-Ass Conversations with Louise and Kim. We are here joined this week by our guest all the way from Germany, Sabrina Lindner. We are so glad that she is here. We're going to tell you a little bit more about Sabrina in a little bit. But in the meantime, what's everybody celebrating? Hmm, that's a good question. What am I celebrating? I was thinking about it the other day, and I think the biggest celebration uh, that is due is just celebrating living my dreams. Because last year in February, I started my coaching business, and the year before, I wrote a novel, and those were all like super big dreams of mine. And the novel is due to be published this year. So just thinking about that is like, is this real? Did this really all happen <laughs> to me? <laughs> and another part of celebration is really like building my business around my own rules and not like what everyone out there tells you, but really narrowing down on, okay, how do I want to live my life with writing, podcasting and coaching as part of my life, not like a separate thing? Um, and I'm glad that it has started to work out. Oh. <laughs> Louise is very busy today. I can see. Oh, oh good. It's um, early in the morning, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not when this is live, so that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I love that, Sabrina. Just that whole, like, that, that, that togetherness, right? And that all of those things, all of those pieces of the puzzle just have a place together. And you don't have to go after a dream, right? Like, mm -hmm. or one thing. Um, it's, it's all, it can be all pulled together. I think actually, for us to truly feel fulfilled and happy in our lives, it has to be all together. Because if we only have like one dream in one area of our lives, what I realize is that then we might be very satisfied in, let's say, in our career. But then there's still some emptiness that shows up and many people are like shocked about like, why am I not as happy as I should be? And I think the reason is because then there's this fragmentation of our, our person really, who we truly are, and we cannot fully experience life in the most beautiful way if we don't bring it all together, like in a whole yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, um, when I was given the term, I don't know, probably six, seven, eight years ago, something like that, maybe even longer mm -hmm. of being a multi-passionate, mm, like it, it made sense to me that not only is it the different aspects of self in terms of what particularly as women where we are told we need to manage, right? It's this like, mm -hmm. here's your professional life, here's your personal life, here's motherhood, here's the, right? Here's all these different parts that we get to choose from. Mm -hmm. And do, do we want this part? Do we want this part? Do we, and now we need to be successful in all those parts. But then it's the, it's the parts that are fulfilling to us, right? Yeah. That go beyond all of that. Who are we in our totality as a person? How do we show up holistically as a person so all of those needs are met? And, you know, um, I, I'm giving a talk on this in February. It's this idea of having it all without losing ourselves. And the, to me, I do have it all as well, Sabrina. I kind of, it's like, yeah, that is totally worth celebrating mm -hmm. because I defined what having it all is. I'm not listening to kind of what 
mainstream says having it all needs to look like. Mm -hmm. um, I'm choosing for myself, um, much like you are, Sabrina, as ter in terms of what does this look like? How do I do it on my terms? And therefore, I do have it all because yeah. I'm choosing. Exactly. And that's not always easy because mm -hmm. there's just so much, no much noise out there. Like, how do I start my own business? I was a sales manager before. And of course, I knew a lot about sales. But now when you are the product, so to speak, it yeah. becomes a very different story, right? And then how do I do this without um, just living the same way I lived before as a sales manager, which was not working for me anymore at some point? And just being confident, even when we sometimes feel it's totally chaotic and we don't know where we are going that when we truly believe in it and we stick to it and we keep on checking in that it actually it's going to work out and that was like a big lesson for my first year in business and also one thing I celebrate definitely I love that I love that <laughs> Louise what are you celebrating today well, it's so interesting, Sabrina, that you talk about, you know, like when one area of your life is not working, it kind of leaks into all those other areas. And yeah. if we're not holistically looking at things, then it doesn't feel whole or you don't mm -hmm. feel quite right. And so I'm celebrating renovations on my home. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been, you know, I bought my home uh about five years ago with this idea that I would renovate it, right? It needed love and care and attention. And it's just kind of limped along for a while. And and so investing in my home and, and having folks, because I can do some things, <laughs> but I can't do some of the bigger things. But so knowing when to ask for help, um, but also like that, that whole idea of like, like my home is where like, I want it to feel like, put together, like pulled together mm. uh, in a way where I can also feel pulled together, right? Like it's an extension of who I am, um, my home is. And so when it's not finished, like I'm feeling not finished either. And so I'm really celebrating that, that I'm moving that project forward. I'm really excited um, to have that um, going on and hopefully you don't hear anything. Um, in the background as we do this. Um, but yeah, so that's really what I'm celebrating. I'm super excited um, mm -hmm. to, to not, not to see what is created, um, but also to have that, that, that wholeness kind of start, um, which is an extension of me. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That's a deep energy. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. So I'm celebrating that tomorrow my daughter becomes a bat mitzvah. And mm -hmm. I am uh, it, I am a proud mama. This was a choice that she made um, years ago, that this was something she wanted to pursue for herself, for her own education, for her own sense of enlightenment and um, and education and understanding of, of kind of the world. And what I love is that through the process of, of this for her, she is learning about the world. She's not just learning about the Torah and Jewish traditions and things like that. She has spent time looking at the text and understanding how that is relevant in today's world and seeing how it's relevant 
outside of the Jewish community, like how it resonates in other cultures. And she's actually done what's called her Devar Torah, which is her writing um, about the text that she specifically is reading in her bat mitzvah. She's um, done an entire project around it, around First Nations and Indigenous peoples. And it's been fascinating to see her process. And so I am celebrating her. I'm celebrating that we get to celebrate and that all of the planning and doing energy that I've been in for months is coming to an end and it's here and we get to now just have fun and be celebratory. So that's what I'm celebrating this week. So it is very, something very deeply personal. Um, and, um, much like your home, Louise, it's like that completion energy. It's the, look at all of this because while it's been her process, you know, us as supporting her through her process and the, the human, she's not in a, yes, in the Jewish community, she's considered a, a Jewish adult. She's not considered an adult, but a Jewish adult. Um, but the, um, the idea of like looking back over the last 13 years of her life, tomorrow's also her birthday, which is kind of cool. Cause that's like, it's, the bat mitzvah is on her birthday and that doesn't happen very often. So it's like a double celebration, but looking back over 13 years of her life and who she has become in that process, it's just juicy and yummy. And it brings me so much joy to be a part of that process. And you have set my life up, Sabrina, to your point, to have mm -hmm. set my life up so that I could be so present and such a deep part of supporting her through this process. Um, I'm able to, again, do the planning and do all of that for this on my terms, not the way that it's been prescribed by other people in the past. So that's my celebration. <laughs> nice. That's a really nice one. Yeah. A little bit yeah. of celebration. So, and at, like, what a great segue to Kim and kind of into our topic today, right? Let's Isn't introduce it? Sabrina. Oh, go. I just want to get to the juicy bit. I know you want to get to the juicy bit. I promise before. we will. But, but we can. Let, I, let's like swing this okay, door go. wide open and let the world know what a wonderful human Sabrina is. So known for her impactful work as a creative life coach, growth mentor, author, and podcaster, uh, Sabrina supports people from diverse backgrounds in unshackling themselves from whatever, whatever it is that holds them back from living the life they truly dream of. Sabrina's colorful life and wealth of knowledge she has gathered as a global sales manager, actress, and in-house coach make working with her so transformational. Sabrina has been on stages and TV shows, gives lectures on sustainable people management and communication, and holds workshops on topics related to the eternal question, how to go all out living. Sabrina, we are so, so glad you're here. And I very selfishly, I'm so, so glad the two of you are finally meeting. <laughs> All right, that yes. was juicy. Um, okay. I, I wanna know more, Sabrina. I wanna know like how, why here? Um, tell me a little bit about like your career journey. Like how did you end up here doing doing all of those juicy things? That's a very good question. <laughs> I also ask myself that sometimes. <laughs> oh, but it really made me smile hearing Kim reading that, that text. It was like, wow, that's me. Oh, wow. Okay, 
anyway, um, I think the biggest, the biggest factor in all the things that have happened to me is really number one, my upbringing, which was in a very unconventional commune in Germany where people were from the beginning very politically active, very left-wing, very questioning the capitalist system and the conventional way of doing things. So I think a lot of the values that I live today were just ingrained in me from early childhood. And one of the biggest values for me have al has always been freedom. So there was always that drive to do things on my own terms, to move out of the world that I knew and discover different worlds and other ways of doing things and other ways of thinking. So um, after I studied, I started studying political science and I realized in the first semester already that I absolutely hated it, <laughs> absolutely hated the environment. And that is not to judge the place. It was just not for me, right? Um, so one day I told my mom, like, I, I cannot do this. I have to drop out of university. And that was a big deal because political science seemed to be the right fit for me. I had been saying, this is my dream. I want to do it. I want to make a difference in the world. So it's the right thing to study. And I got into a really good university for polit political science in Germany. So it was like, but why would you, you know, why would you do that? On the other hand, my mom has done things very unconventionally all her life. So she was the right person to talk to first. And she supported me and then dropping out and finding something else. <laughs> and that something else in the end turned out um, like a volunteer thing in Kenya, in East Africa. And that's how I ended, living in, ended up living in Kenya for like 15 years. And that experience, I would say, is one of the biggest parts of my life where, like that shaped me in my thinking, in my broad perspective. I lived in Nairobi city, which is like a super diverse, very chaotic, very intense place where you can meet all kinds of people. And it really taught me that, of course, we are all humans. That's the biggest lesson, but I knew that before. But really, you know, immersing yourself in a very different culture also opens up new ways of thinking, new ways of viewing the world that you didn't even know were there. And those might be just very small, subtle things, but when you realize them suddenly, it's like, oh, wait, that's how they see it. Oh, I've never thought of that. Hmm, let me try that out. You know, how, how will that influence my life? So all of, most of my career choices have been made in Kenya. I was an actress first because I really found that was interesting. And um, that, of course, also, you know, it opens your mind when you're on stages or in front of a camera and you tell a story about certain topics. It was often about political or social issues. So um, that also really, really shaped me. And especially doing it in Kenya because we weren't using a script. It was all free flow. You know, you go live and that's it. You have the idea about what it should be, but now do your thing, act well. <laughs> so that's really also um, brought a lot of the skills that I use today um, into my life, basically. <clears throat> I'm talking a lot. Yeah, should no, I? you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at some point, 
I became a sales manager in a travel company, a global company. So I would say that was a big shift from a very creative, artistic style of living and working uh, to an eight to five job, basically, although in a very interesting environment, travel was amazing. I got to see so many places over the years. And um, I, the fact that it was a very global company, I, again, interacted with so many different types of people that my mind was like, whoa, again, so much food for thought and so many experiences and different ways of doing and thinking and living. That was amazing again. Um, and of course, management is its super challenging, managing a team. Mine was very diverse. But it's also very, like, it, it makes you grow every day. You cannot back out. You have to be showing up every day. You have to get results in sales management, especially. There are always some goals you have to hit and some stretch goals you should achieve. So it was very intense for a decade. And um, yeah, one day I just realized, oh, I'm not happy anymore in this environment. What do I do? Because I had great colleagues, great friends from, from work. I have so many memories tied to that company and the growth of that company and my own growth. I simply didn't have the courage and also the energy at some point to move out of it. And I was also sad that it was coming to an end, to be very honest. But I had already realized that coaching was more my space of being and was making me more happy. In fact, in my role as a manager, I was more a coach and a mentor and ignoring the management part. And that brought about a lot of friction um, in the end. So yeah, I lived like that for several years and I must honestly say that it was a very, very sad time of my life to live like that because I wasn't living my dreams anymore. I was just functioning. I had like physical symptoms around, you know, fatigue and no energy and really even feeling like, ah, why am I waking up in the morning? I was still showing up at work and functioning, but I could see that like I was basically just a copy of my true self, you know, a faded copy of my true self. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but still, I didn't make big changes apart from us moving to Germany as, as part of my management role. Um, I was asked whether I could move to Germany for the company. That was a change for a while, but it was, again, just treating the symptoms not the root cause. And I knew that deep down, but I was ignoring it. And I'm sure lots of people will resonate with this. You know, you're stuck in a situation, you know, it's not good for you. You hate it to some extent, but then you keep telling yourself, ah, oh, but I'm still learning a lot. It's still good. And you know, there are so many memories and so many things um, that this job has given me or this environment. So I was telling myself all those stories every day. And one day, Corona has started, I lose my job. And I remember walking out of the office that day. I had shed a few tears when I was told, although I had seen it coming. And I walked out, the sun was shining, and I was like, wow. The sense of relief I was feeling, the sense of relief that it was over and that I was free, it was just overpowering. 
And, you know, from that, I just, I told myself that moment, I will never, ever get myself into that situation again, like waiting for that long to do something, to live my dreams and to make a change. So, um, you know, anyone who's listening and being stuck in that situation, you can make a change today. Don't wait like I did until it's so painful that even maybe your relationships or, you know, your kids suffer or anyone around you and yourself, of course. So that's like a short version of my story. There you go. Well, and what I love is kind of where you where you left us in that story is this like, don't wait. And so what we're talking about today is this idea of creating a plan forward. So yes. whether it's creating a plan forward to a new job or creating a plan forward into a new relationship or just creating a plan forward for yourself, like I'd love to, because Louise, I know different circumstances, but kind of you got to that point too, where you knew it was time, um, yeah. I, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> So like, what do we do? How do we create that plan forward when we become aware that something needs to shift? I'd love to start the conversation there. Yeah, it's an awesome conversation. Louis, do you want to go well, first? Well, I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, you're telling your story and I, I, I have this visual of you like on a sidewalk, right? With your box of, from your desk, right? Like, and here you are and you're like, holy smokes, that freedom piece that's such a part of you is like, there is some freedom like right there. Mm -hmm. And yet so very terrifying at the same time to take that next step or to, to do like, to do what? Right. So mm -hmm. sometimes I think like this plan forward, we can get stuck in the plan, right, where we can we can be just churning and churning and say, I need a plan. I need a step. I need a map. I need all mm -hmm. of these things. And yet oftentimes we're put into a position where it's like there's an event that happens in our lives and there just isn't a plan or we don't see a plan. And so what does it take to just take that next step or like what for you, Sabrina, like, like, was it, was it like freedom of like, oh, now I get to create a plan or was it like, like, tell me a little bit about like, I want to know more about that story because you brought us here to the sidewalk to where, you know, there is, it, it, there is no plan. How do you yeah. move forward? There was no plan. There was just dreams that I had had and that I had really buried deep down or not really buried, but said like, yeah, you know, the right moment will come. One day I was, no, 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 all those, all those stories that we tell ourselves. Um, there was no plan. And I think that at that moment, that was the most amazing feeling for me personally, because I felt that... <clears throat> this conventional way of working had not worked for me in a long time. And it wasn't really in line with my true personality that values freedom the most, that is used to doing things unconventionally and that can step out of boxes, step into a different box and move around in a flexible way. So that management um, role at some point didn't give me that space anymore because the company had grown and had become like a real corporate thing that was not in line with who I am. Um, 
So for me, my dreams popped into my mind really quickly. I've always wanted to become a writer and author of books, of novel, novels, to be clear. And um, I've always wanted to be a coach. Not always, but several, like, that company had sent me on a professional coaching training, um, like, six years ago. And it had been on my mind that I wanted to make that my career. But I was not brave enough. I, I didn't believe in myself enough to say, like, yes, I can really take that step. So... That moment on the sidewalk with the sun, and I didn't even have a box. It was just me and myself. <laughs> Everything was in the office, left behind. <laughs> um, so I was there, and the sun was shining, and I was like, wow, okay. Now let's go home and just see what's going to happen, because I really don't know what's going to happen next. And... Um, if I remember correctly, all I could feel was excitement and that sense of freedom. At that moment, I wasn't really thinking about a plan yet. Mm. But of course, then you get home and you start like the reality starts to hit you like, oh, wait, now I really have to make a plan because mm. if I want to achieve my dreams and I've just vowed to myself on that sidewalk that this is never going to happen again in my life, then I need to jump into action. And I don't really know, I can't say that many of my decisions that time were really super consciously made. Like I, um, for example, I got a mentor. It was someone I already knew and someone I just reached out to almost, it was almost like an automatic thing that I knew, okay, if I want to create a plan, I need some accountability. I need some structure that can help me get clear on those are my dreams, writing, coaching. How do I get there? Because mm -hmm. I, I knew myself by now. I had been scared to take that step. Now the universe had acted in my favor and kicked me out of my uncomfortable comfort zone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had to sort of make sure that I don't chicken out and not do anything, but that I take action and I have conversations with someone who knows how to have these conversations in terms of, okay, those are your dreams. What are your steps? What do you want to do with those dreams and so on? So um, I got, got into that arrangement with my mentor and um, started just thinking it through in a very broad way. But of course, at that time, I must honestly say I was so stuck in my management mindset. It had colored my way of thinking so much that I was still thinking high productivity. You know, my days have to be filled with, I don't know what and what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It was so, it's so funny. Now looking back, I was like, whoa, I had really been like brainwashed mm -hmm. in that sense, you know? And it took a while for me to sort of slow down and that's where a mentor or a coach or anyone else who can give you that support is so powerful because I remember my mentor saying like you can also slow down mm -hmm. you can also take a break and just be good to yourself you can also just celebrate a little and you don't have to be run all uh, running all the time you know you get so much done in short periods of time 
Don't try to fill those empty spaces, just be. And that was really eye-opening. I was like, oh my God, I'm always running. That's so crazy. And that's exactly not who I want to be. It's interesting because I had a similar experience where I didn't know what the next step forward was. And so my mentor and coach, they gave me the offering of, is it okay not to know? And so for me, that was the, whoa, yeah, I don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Because operating at that very high achieving, high performing, it's like, yep, I'm, I, I can do that. That's not my natural state. That's not where I love to be. And yet I, I could definitely operate in that space. Had, you know, to use the term you just used, brainwashed me, had gotten me to, had conditioned me to mm. show up in the world in a certain way and to have somebody help me see that in order for me to create my plan forward, I needed to not have the answers. I needed to be okay with experimenting. I needed to be okay with slowing down um, for me, because that was, I was getting in my own way by trying to push, right? This, yeah. this pushing, the striving that there was so much masculine energy. And I don't, I, I, I mean that in terms of just the masculine feminine energy, not mm -hmm. male energy, but this masculine energy of pushing and striving and grasping and grabbing and like just trying to manage the heck out of whatever was going to happen next. And when I was guided to just kind of say, okay, well, it's okay to not know. It's okay not to have an answer as to what's next and to just leave that open and see what comes. Um, it allowed me to find this really cool place where I am now, where it is, I still don't know what's coming next. I have visions and dream, you know, for my business, for my life and for everything. It's like, mm -hmm. I have visions and dreams and how do I allow myself a little bit more space for the, I don't know. I don't know exactly how this is going to happen. I know I'm being pulled, you know, again, what you had said, I'm being pulled in this direction. So let's follow that for a little while and let's, let's see, you know, okay, if I am pulled in that direction, what are some steps I could take that would, that would allow me to continue in that direction and staying in, in tune with myself? right? Which I'm also hearing you say is with this value of freedom, if I'm taking these steps and I'm in tune with my value, if this doesn't feel like it's in alignment with my value, I need to not be doing that. I need to find a different path. Yeah. And to become very clear on that, I think what that was how I did it then. Mm -hmm. Knowing what I know now, I would always say my first step is would be in creating a plan forward. Like now what I do is really dream. Mm -hmm. no? And look for that most exciting dream. Because we have so many things in our head, so many pictures of how we could see ourselves moving through this life. But there's one that really lights us up. I've seen that with myself. Like coaching and writing always kept popping up again and again, it just wouldn't go away. So, you know, I naturally I moved into that direction because when we are really excited about something, we also stay on it when sometimes the, the path gets a little rocky and it's not so easy to, as you said, Kim, to see the next thing, then we freak out, but we still keep going in that direction if we are really excited. So for me, 
that without realizing at that time, that's what I really did, narrowing down on, okay, those are the things I really truly want to do. So let me go for them. And um, what you said is super powerful. I think like understanding yourself again, for me, it was really understanding myself again, because for several years now, I had sort of denied myself and denied myself the things that I truly wanted to do, how I truly wanted to live. So coming back to that and really working through all the bottled up emotions that I had around that. And that was, that was painful. Mm -hmm. That was painful. It was scary. It was sometimes even so exhausting. But every time I went through that process, I came out of it on the other side, lighter, brighter, more confident, more clear, even if I didn't know what was to come, as you say it rightly, Kim, we, we don't know what's going to happen. We just know the present moment, really. Um, so I would say, like, not being afraid, although it's so, 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 so scary sometimes to do all that work around yourself and understanding yourself, that really is the foundation of any plan you want to create. Mm. It should be an integral part of the starting point of your plan. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. And I think, you know, I hear a lot of times that, you know, my dreams aren't practical, right? Like I can mm. dream and, right, that's just not practical. I need this nine to five, whatever looking job to pay the bills or to do whatever it needs to do. And so it's so interesting because, you know, you're, you were talking earlier when you were telling your career story about being in Kenya and, and being in a place where you, you were open to different perspectives and a different way of living. And so I think oftentimes, like when we get into these career crises, these moments where we just, we find ourselves kind of questioning the practicality of even dreaming, we've already boxed ourselves in to this place where we, we only know what we know, right? We only know what we know from our past. We bring all of that forward. And if we don't take time to unpack it, to go through our luggage, to see, do we still need these clothes? Do they still fit? Like other way, we just become so heavy and we actually, we can't move forward because we have all of these things kind of boxing us in. And even the way we dream is shaped by, by our past. And if we can't kind of unpack some of that, like you said, to get back to your values, to get back to like who you really are at the core, then like whatever dream we kind of try to put out in front of us is, is, is shaped by, by something we don't even want to bring forward. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I love what you said about like, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Sometimes we only know what we know. Right. But taking the time to really get centered on what that is so that you know those feelings you know when when something is right or something is wrong because that's how we got into this place this 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 space in the first time we weren't feeling it right mm -hmm. we were ignoring it um for years and sometimes for decades we ignore it and so i love what you said is like just taking that time to like feel the feels but but 
allow yourself to, to go through that. Allow yourself the time to open up those suitcases and go through those clothes and figure out like, what do I still love? What do I, what do I want to bring forward? But then also know like, like moving forward isn't just, it, it's not just emotion. Mm, yeah, that is so true. And you know, what was one of the biggest lessons for me in starting my business and <clears throat> Really, although it was scary at times, is it going to work out? Is it not going to work out? To see that when I stuck to certain things that felt like super right for me, it would just work out. Suddenly doors just open. You get connected to people that will bring you and your business forward. It's just, it's almost like magic. But in the end, it's not magic. It's this alignment and just the natural law of how it works when you have a right energy about you then you attract the things that are good for you and that you need in that moment in time so um you know it was very hard for me coming from this super busy high achieving management mindset to a place where i say like okay every day i'm going to do my meditation because it's good for me. And I'm in that space of mind where I'm just, I just feel so good that it colors everything else that I do. And I do my yoga every day because I really had some severe physical uh, symptoms also after coming out of that job. So to work on that, to prevent it from happening again, but also now, you know, that I'm past all that, just make get me into that space physically, emotionally, mentally that I know I need to have to really show up as the person I want to be. So having that as part of your plan for it is also super powerful. Like what makes you feel the right emotions in your daily routine? And I often hear like, oh, you know, I sort of squeeze in my yoga or I sort of, you know, mm -hmm. here there's a small morning routine that I somehow just snuck into my day but what takes the biggest part of my day is not really what takes me forward lots of people struggle with that and that's also another thing like what you said louise like we don't know what we don't know so sometimes we can't even see that it would be possible to put our yoga in the middle of the day mm -hmm. and just say like hey that one hour is blocked there's no compromising on that or you know to just do things differently from what we have seen, what everyone in conventional spheres has told us about what productivity looks like. And for me, that was very scary sometimes because I was like, my, my manager mindset was like, am I really doing work here? When I <laughs> meditate, when I do my yoga, mm -hmm. am I really building my business with this? But yes, I am. Because when I do these things, I have energy. And then I can actually take the right actions in my business. I love what you're sharing there. And I, I wonder if we could just each all go around a little bit and say some of the ways, uh, some of the tips, right? Some of the techniques that we have, because we all talked about coming back to our values, coming back to ourselves and being centered, having that vision, being centered and coming from that place. And that's what helps us move forward, create this plan to move forward, whether it's actively creating it or, or taking the steps to allow it to unfold. So I'm just wondering if maybe we have some uh, some tips or techniques for, for being in that place of 
centeredness is what I'm going to use the term. Mm -hmm. You can use a different one if a different one resonates with you, where you can move forward from. What what are ways that you has been helpful for each of us? Yeah, we can. I, I would say, Kim or Louise, start because I've been talking <laughs> last. Louise, what, what are some of the tips well, that, that you have? I know you have some good ones. Yeah, of yes. And we've talked about many of them on the podcast here um, before because it it does really start with values, right? Like at the end of the day, I think we just talked about this last week. Um, again, values, knowing what your values are, taking the time to like really embody them, right? They're not just words on a page. They're like, what does this value mean, right? Like Sabrina, you talked about freedom, but what does that really mean? What does mm -hmm. it feel like when you are in alignment with that value? There is a feeling that goes along with that, right? Oh, yes. And and so really like taking the time to to foundationally know what what the word, what the value is, but not just the word, knowing what it feels like, right? Knowing if family is your value, like what, what does it feel like to be in family, right? And just really have that sense because those are your guideposts. Those is what's gonna help you when you're when you're not aligned, right? You're gonna go, oh, crunchy, right? Like, oh. Mm -hmm. I'm not. We and and so for me, I'm gonna go back to that. Like the number one thing is not just like taking the time to put words on a page or to identify what that is, but to really like feel what that means to you. Um, and it's gonna be unique to you. That's and that's not work you can get out there from somewhere else, right? That's the work you have to do um, yourself. You have to define what that feels like. You're not gonna find that in the Google verse anyway, you got, you got to do the work. <laughs> well, that's where the benefit of having a coach or a mentor comes in, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, and what's interesting is, so we, what was it a week and a half ago ran um, a program like that inside of the collective where we were talking about creating our vision. We got into these values. We got into what those values feel like and what is it, how do we want to live into that for Q1? Cause we do this each quarter. Um, so really having that opportunity to actively do that work. My tip kind of bounces off of what you just shared, right? That feeling, what does it feel like? So it's really being aware in your body what is happening. So it goes down to the like very, very basic thing of being aware of your body. Because when we spend so much time up here and we think that creating this plan forward, okay, something has happened and now we have to create a plan forward or we know where something feels off and that's as much as we can identify. So we have to create this plan forward. We can't create that from here. We have to create it from here. This, this beautiful body that we have has so much knowledge and so much wisdom in it. And we have to be aware of what's going on in it even more than what we have to be listening to up here. Cause these are just going to be the stories and the things and it's nonstop chatter. This body of ours knows what's up. It knows the things that we need to be doing, being, saying, existing in. And so the more we are aware of our body by doing body scans, by spending some time actually paying attention to the different parts of our body and and tied to that is connecting to our intuition because our intuition we feel before we ever know what's happening 
And it's giving us signals all the time. It's not just that big, you know, oh yeah, I feel that in my stomach, that intuitive yes, or that intuitive no, right? When we feel that stomach, for me, it's that stomach drop when it's a no, it's like I get scared and I get excited. There's like a, there's a lift feeling when I get excited, but there are these tiny little things that happen to us throughout the day. It's how our energy levels feel. It's how our body, you know, might get a little creaky or a little achy. It might be that we get buoyant when we're working on something or doing something or talking to somebody. So being really hyper aware, not to the point that that's all you're aware of, but but taking it to a really new level of super awareness of our bodies can really help us create this plan forward and move forward in a very aligned way. And I'm jumping off of what Louise said with, with values because I like that values work, the body work, they go together so, so beautifully. Sabrina, what would you have to add to that? I think it ties in very much with what you two have said, and I would call it do the energy works. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you were speaking about body scans. That's one part of it. But, you know, we all have different ways. And for me, that's definitely meditation, different forms of meditation of how we can, like, be aware of how we feel. So it can play into the body works, but also, you know, connecting with our values again. Like that space every day where you get to dream and connect with your dream. And you get to realize, okay, but this is how I actually feel in the present moment. So what do I want to do? And then from there, you can take the right actions. Because I think often there's a like a disconnect between, you know, how we truly feel, what our true values are, what our true dream is, and what we then dare to act on or what we then think we should do mm -hmm. as the next steps. So when you take that time out every day to do the energy works and to lift your energy to a higher frequency, I hear that term a lot these days. So uh, to the frequency that is good for you, let, let me put it that way, then automatically you will take action that makes sense for you. You don't have to fight. You don't, as Kim, as you said, you don't have to listen to all that chatter so much because it will just be much clearer for you. Okay, if I say freedom is my highest value and if for me that means I get to shape my daily routine around my kids, around my business, around my writing, that's really what makes me happy, then how does my day actually look like? How will I do that then? You know, and... That means the values, the body work, and also the dreaming and all the other exercises you can do, such as meditation, you now translate it into the bodily world or the reality of your world. And that's how you move forward. That's how you take action in your plan. I love that. So right, that idea of our values and our dreams right? That's really our basis. We take that into our body and into our energy. And we have that ability to move forward and take aligned actions. And that's what I'm hearing is how we all in our own ways are creating our plan forward or creating our path forward. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the, the word path in there. Yeah. 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 So golden nugget time. What's Ooh. everybody's takeaway from today's conversation? Um, I'm going to go with Sabrina, something you just said, and I, and I, 
I want to repeat it because it's my nugget. He said, we back into our plan forward. Right? Like, like, yeah, just thinking about that. It's not, it, it, there's, there's something about pausing and, and taking this, this time to be really grounded, really centered. Um, but I, I do think we're, it's not just about being focused on this forward. We, we, we kind of back into our own plan. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to noodle over that a little bit. Cause it's like, what does that even, what does that mean for me? Right. How do I back into a plan mm-hmm. forward? I love that. Um, anyways, Kim, what's your nugget? Um, my nugget actually, Louise, is something that you said it, you said this, uh, um, term practicality of dreaming. And that's the box that we can get stuck in. And that really stuck with me today because, um, well, it's not a box that I feel like I traditionally get stuck in. I see it with my clients. And so that's, it's something that I want to explore a little bit more is like, what is that box? Where, why, why is there this practicality around it? You know, I am the person, Sabrina, you said it's not magic. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, it is. That's the <laughs> definition of magic. Um, but I, that's also me, right? I'm, I still love, you know, fairy tales and, and dreaming and, and visioning like that's me. So I can go to that place and not feel like I have to find the practicality of it. And yet I do understand that there is, that there's a, there's a weight, there's a heaviness in this idea of the practicality of dreaming. So thank you for giving me that term today, um, because that's my golden nugget that I'm going to go noodle on now. Mm. So, Sabrina, how about you? I think it's something that, Louise, that you said, um, that was just a great reminder to make sure that your values don't become just a word that you have written on a paper but to keep connecting and reconnecting. And I think that also goes to what you said about stopping and, you know, what we all said, like being really present, because I do realize that even for people like us or many others who have done a lot of that self-development work and self-awareness work, there are always moments when we slip out of embodying what we really you know, want to embody and who we really want to be and to really stay connected with those emotions that the value should give us. So I'm going to just be very aware of that this week and focus on really living my values 110% basically. <laughs> when we do that, it's pre that's magic. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I love fairy tales. I love magic. But I just wanted to say, like, it's it's actually a simple thing what we are talking about in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. We can all do it. It's not something that is just, like, for a few chosen people out there. No, we can all achieve it. And that's why I was saying it's not really magic in that sense because it's, it's just what life has to offer for us. It is. And maybe and that's the magic. And that is the magic. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because we all have magic within us. And and mm-hmm. we we get ourselves into this place of thinking magic doesn't exist, but it does. And it exists in the most simple, beautiful ways. And that's why it's magic. You are right. <laughs> it's very magical. There we go. Everything. Um, Sabrina, where can people find you? And do you have anything coming up um, that you would like to share with us? Well, people can find me on LinkedIn. 
Sabrina Lindner Life Coach, or on YouTube, where I post my podcasts or short videos just to inspire you and get you unstuck. Uh, Sabrina Lindner Coach. On Instagram, I'm also there. And my website, of course, Sabrina Lindner Coach. So whenever you type my name and coach, you will find me on the internet. I can't hide anymore. I'm showing up. <laughs> and your videos are super fun, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they definitely bring your joy of life into the world. Thank you so much. And well, just stay tuned for my novels to come out. You know, the first novel is just, I mean, it's written, it's being final. It, like the final editing is happening on in terms of punctuation and grammar, you know, because those need a lot of eyes before a book comes out. <laughs> and I've already started writing my second novel, so that's also something I'm very excited. That's so awesome. Yay. And we are including all of your links and everything in the places I just point everywhere because it's I talk with my hands. Um <laughs> magic. Right. It's all um, next week, we will be talking about the power of assessment with Catherine Matisse, uh, Friday, mm -hmm. January 20th at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern. I'm sorry, I'm not doing time zones anymore for other people, but you know what your time zone is. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, again, uh, I know that I mentioned um, the collective. Louise, do you want to give a little plug for the collective here? As always, if you want to have more of these fantastic conversations and connect with others, um, please join us in the collective and you can get us at yourkickasscareer.com. There's some good stuff happening in there. Lovely. All right, lovely humans. Thank you so much for showing up and listening to us. And thank you, lovely humans who are here on the screen with me for showing up and being with us uh, with Kickass Conversations with Louise and Kim. Sabrina. Someday, I cannot wait to meet you in person yes. and have all the joy in real life. In real life, you'll get it one day. <laughs> I will. What a fantastic conversation uh, this week. Thank you so much, Sabrina and Kim. Uh, thanks, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Thank take you, care. Please, and Kim. You're very welcome. All right. Bye for now, everyone. Bye for now.